before Mass, Father Ed said, boy, am I glad you're preaching today. And now he'll blame me if I Mass goes late because he already preached for me. But thank you. It was good. The season of Advent is a time of waiting for the coming of the Lord. We eagerly await for someone we love. However, when we want to receive the person that we love, we prepare ourselves for the moment of our meeting. This Sunday tells us to be prepared for his coming. The liturgy of today speaks of repentance, personal change of heart, a transformation or conversion. Repentance is more than merely grieving over our sins. It is a call to change for the better. In today's gospel, Matthew presents us John the Baptist as he introduces Jesus to the world. He calls people to prepare the way for the Lord and make paths straight. His words have an advice and warning for each one of us. You brood of vipers, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. John the Baptist seems a very serious person, lacking a sense of humor, a no-nonsense kind of guy. He has been characterized as a Bible-thumping, fire-and-brimstone preacher, eccentric as he wore his simple camel hair clothes and fed on locust and wild honey. Not likely the kind of person we would invite home for dinner with the family. John's task was to straighten out the human hearts, and he imported truth as he saw it to Herod, to all the people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was a voice that summoned people to justice and right and led them to God. This was both a very intense and yet a very holy encounter. It was intense in that St. John the Baptist, who had become quite popular and respected and was considered a great prophet, spoke harshly toward the Pharisees and Sadducees. You brood of vipers, he says. This was not the way the Pharisees and Sadducees were normally spoken to. John speaks this way because it was the truth. These religious leaders were not leading anyone closer to God. We only need to remember all that Jesus would eventually say to the Pharisees and Sadducees to understand what kind of people these religious leaders had become. Notice that John does not dismiss the leaders outright. Rather, he requires of them evidence of their repentance. Why does he do this? Because the spiritual damage these men did to the people of Israel on account of their pride, self-righteousness, hypocrisy, love of public honors, and condemnation of others, and so on. They had so distorted the faith that the good of their souls required public repentance. It required that everyone see sincere good fruit flowing from their lives 
as a sign that they had changed. Though this is a tall order for the Pharisees and Sadducees, it is the way of holiness for them. But the same is true for us. If we have allowed ourselves to fall into some of the same traps of the Pharisees and Sadducees, then we too will greatly benefit from clear and humble public change. If we have struggled with self-righteousness, a critical tongue, a holier-than-thou attitude, or a judgmental attitude toward others, then we might have great need for a humble and public repentance. John openly proclaimed that the one to follow him was more powerful than himself, and that now at the time was the time to get ready. And when you think about it, that's the way God often works. God often surprises us with something more than we could have hoped for or even imagined. We can be confident about the future, about better things to come, because we can look to the past and see how God has been at work. In the first reading from Isaiah, we hear the prophecy of a shoot sprouting from the stump of Jesse, new and luxuriant growth after the destruction brought about by King Ahaz in his weak and unfaithful rule over the country. Isaiah looked for a human king, but we have the fuller picture in the person of Jesus who proclaimed the kingdom of heaven more than we could have ever hoped for. Today, we look forward to a better future for ourselves and the world. Worldwide challenges exist, including health pandemics, violence and mistrust, prejudice and racism, a lack of the basics of life, selfishness, major environmental issues, and so on. This Advent, John the Baptist points us to Jesus, and reminds us that better things are to come. Repent. Change. The kingdom of God is at hand. Don't stay stuck in the past. Have a change of heart. Let Jesus and the kingdom of God transform our world. During this first part of Advent, up to December 16th, the church helps us to focus on the second coming of Jesus when God will bring all creation to perfection. Today we are in touch with our need for a Savior, both now and in the future. John the Baptist challenges us to be hope-filled, confident in God's ongoing love and mercy. God does much more than make promises. The best, Jesus, is yet to come.